0: They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi
1: and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. What's up, money women? It's Friday, which means it's time for another Q&A with Veronica. Do you have a question you want answered? to veronicagrant.com forward slash ask V to submit your question and you just might hear it on the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Run Your Money show. Today I'm going to answer the question how to pick a good savings account and I'm going to give you some specific bank recommendations at the end of this episode. First, a few housekeeping items. I announced on my Tuesday episode that I'm going back to school full time for a master's in accounting, which I'm super, super pumped about. I'm really excited. Accounting has more to do with business than personal finances. However, there is some overlap and what I'm really interested in is becoming an absolute whiz on taxes because one, I just think taxes are Very interesting. And it's really that crossover between personal finance and politics that I really love because who is setting tax policy? Politicians. And that has a direct impact on your money. And I've said this a million times over that taxes and investing go hand in hand. You cannot do one without thinking about the other and vice versa. This is a big thing that I work on with my clients to make sure they are optimizing their investing. So yes, They are setting themselves up well for retirement or whatever goal they might have with that money, but also that they are optimizing the tax benefits that can come with investing as well. So with all of that being said, with going back to school next semester, if you want to work with me one-on-one, I have very, very limited time because schoolwork will have to be the number one priority. So if you do want to get on my calendar either for a one-off to make sure your investing is going well or whatever other money goals you have, go to veronicagrant.com forward slash work with me. And there you can either book a single session if you just have one little money thing that you want to get my eyeballs on. Or if you want a total overhaul of your finances top to bottom when we look at debt and spending and budgeting and saving and investing and all of the things, then you'll want to go for the Run Your Money Roadmap, which is a six-week program. All of the info is over on that page, veronicagrant.com forward slash work with me. I plan to continue this podcast so long as it remains financially sustainable for me. But you might have noticed that over the last month or so I have ads on the show and those aren't going away anytime soon because that allows me to keep doing this podcast while I'm in school because obviously I'm not going to be doing a lot of money making activities in school. So this just makes it more sustainable. That being said, if you like this show, if it has helped you in big or small ways, I would be really appreciative if you shared this episode or another episode with a friend you think it would resonate with. Make sure you're subscribed to the show. And then, of course, leave a rating or review wherever you listen to this podcast, because that is podcast currency. It tells the podcast gods and goddesses that people like this show, and that helps me get the show out in front of more people which then builds ad revenue, and this makes it more sustainable. And I'm telling you all of this in full transparency, because honestly, I think a lot of people are weird or shy about, oh, but it's not about the money. I mean, obviously, I love talking about this stuff, but I do need to make the money piece work, especially while I'm in school, to be able to spend my time on it. Any support you can give in terms of sharing, subscribing, rating, reviewing, all of that stuff is so, so huge. All right, we are going to talk about savings accounts today. If you missed the episode on Tuesday and you have a lot of cash sitting in your bank and you're not sure what to do with it, you've got to listen to Tuesday's episode. I love jamming out with people on this. I have worked with multiple clients who have a lot of cash sitting in a bank account, unsure what to do with it. Not to mention, a lot of friends come to me and say, Hey, I have all this cash. What should I do? In the episode, I laid out a somewhat solid plan. I say somewhat because it really depends on what else you have going on your finances, what your goals are, things like that. So make sure you listen and if you want me to help you with your cash and figure out what to do with it, then make sure you book a session. A common follow-up question to looking at the cash in your bank is, wait, do I even have a good bank? And if not, how do I know? And how do I pick a good bank? And that's what today's episode is all about. When I'm looking at a bank either for myself or when I'm vetting a bank for a client, if I'm unfamiliar with the bank that they're using, I look for five things and we're going to go through that super quick in today's episode. The first thing is that you need to pick a bank that is FDIC insured. The overwhelming majority of banks in America are FDIC insured. I don't know, you might see an ad on TikTok or Instagram or something of some bank trying to lure you in with a really great interest rate but they're not actually FDIC insured. I don't know if that's a thing or not, but you do not want to do any banking with a bank that is not FDIC insured. And that's because if a bank ever folded in the event of something like a bank run that happened with the Silicon Valley Bank earlier this year, then you want to make sure that your money is insured and the government will insure you up to $250,000 per account. So if you are sitting on a lot, a lot of cash and you have more than $250,000 in that bank account, you need to literally stop what you're doing right now and at least just go open another account because it's per account. So you can have five accounts at the same bank, but as long as none of them are above two fifty, you are good. Now, to be clear, FDIC insurance is only good for checking accounts and savings accounts. This is not a thing for investment accounts. There's a different kind of insurance with that, but the insurance does not protect you through losses in the stock market. But I'm not going to get into that today. Just make sure your bank is FDIC insured. It's usually plastered all over their website. Or if you were to walk into the bank like an old fashioned person, then there's usually a little sticker on the window as you're walking in. The second thing that you need to look for is a good interest rate. I've had multiple clients close the bank that they're at and then move to another bank because their interest rates were total crap. And I have been known to poo-poo on Bank of America and I'll continue to poo-poo on Bank of America because their interest rates, I think they're like 0.1% or something ridiculously low. And look, I have never cared that much about interest rates and savings accounts until about the last year, year and a half. And that's because before the last year, year and a half or so, they have been absolute garbage. So if Bank of America was like 0.1, I don't know, if you were lucky, Chase might have been 0.2. Was it worth it to move your money from Bank of America's 0.1 to Chase's 0.2? Absolutely not. But if you are in Bank of America and you're getting 0.2 or 0.4, whatever the number is, I don't remember their interest rate is as of now. It is absolutely worth it to move it to a bank with a savings interest rate of five percent, because depending on how much money you have in that account, that could be hundreds, if not thousands, of dollars a year. Now, if you are already at a bank and you're getting four, four and a half percent, should you move it to a bank that's giving you five, five and a quarter? Maybe if you have a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of money, but if you just have ten, twenty thousand dollars in there. That's really not going to be, in my opinion, at least a big enough difference to always be chasing the interest rate. I think ultimately that just gets to be a waste of time. And also it's really hard if you're always switching your banks around, then you've got to call your HR and change your direct deposit. It's just a big hassle. So pick a good bank and then just stick with it and focus spending your time and energy on other ways to optimize your money than chasing an interest rate of of a half percent. But if you do have an interest rate in your savings account that's less than three percent, I do think it's worth making one move to one bank that has a good interest rate and then calling it a day. Okay, the third thing that you should not have in a bank are fees. I do not care if they have a million different ways that you can waive the fees. You are going to get caught at some point and you are probably going to pay those fees. Banks charging bank fees is absolute crap because here's how banks make money. Let's say you have $30,000 sitting in your savings account at your bank. Your bank is going to take a portion of that $30,000 and loan it out to someone else to buy, let's say, a car. And maybe they're going to charge this person who is buying a car with that car loan at a 7% interest rate. You're going to get a little bit of a kickback. That's why banks are able to pay you an interest on the money that you keep there. So they're making money off of your money. And then they're going to charge you for keeping the money there. No, 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 no. A thousand times, no. I do not care if one day I am worth $10 million. I will not pay bank fees because they are absolute crap. If your bank charges a fee, I highly recommend moving banks because also what I have noticed is that bank fees and crap interest rates tend to go hand in hand. I also want to say this. A common way a bank waives a fee is by you keeping a minimum amount. Why do they want you to keep that minimum amount? So that they have money to loan out to other people and make money off of your money. The problem is now they're holding that money hostage. You can't invest it or you can't put it into a better savings account because often you have to keep that money in a checking account where there's little to no interest rates to be given. So if your bank has a fee, then you really need to think about finding a new bank. The fourth thing that's important in picking out a bank is making sure they have good customer service. If you were to call this bank, you want to be able to talk to someone within three minutes. If you're going to be on hold for a long time or just send you through like a million different little robo calls and you're just going loopty loopty loop and you cannot get to a live voice, that is a huge problem. And while you're not necessarily always calling your bank, Let's say you start seeing some fraudulent charges or something else really fishy going on in your bank account. You're probably going to feel really, really concerned and you're going to want to get on the phone with a live human as quickly as possible. If there's no phone customer service and you just have to talk to a bot on the computer or you're going to be on hold for an hour or more, that's going to be a really stressful experience and also one that you don't need to have because there are plenty of banks with quality customer service. The final thing that I think is important to have when opening a bank is the ability to open up multiple savings accounts for free and where you can change the name of the account. So I have often talked about having what I call sub accounts. Sub accounts is not the technical term. That's what I call them. I think Ally Bank, for example, calls them bucket accounts, where basically you can have multiple savings accounts and you can call one like your travel fund, one's your emergency fund, maybe one is your home remodel fund. And that way, every month when you're allocating different amounts of money to each of those accounts, you can just literally put $100 in your emergency fund, $100 in your vacation fund. And it's not just one giant savings account and you have a hard time figuring out what money in there is allocated to what. It keeps things super clean, super clear as to where you are, and you don't accidentally start dipping into your emergency fund on your vacation and vice versa. I talked a little bit about this when I had the cash episode on Tuesday. And again, if you're sitting on a lot of cash and unsure what to do with it, you've got to listen to that episode because I think it's going to be so incredibly helpful for you. All right. So those are the five things that I think you need to have in every bank account that you have. FDIC insured, good interest rate, no fees whatsoever, good customer service. Specifically, you can get on the phone with a human quickly. And then fifth, the ability to open up multiple savings accounts for specific goals and ideally even able to name those savings accounts, whatever that goal is. So now you might be wondering, okay, so which banks do this? I'm going to tell you four banks that I know pass all of these tests. Now, are there other banks out there that pass the test? I'm sure. And if you're using a bank and you really like the bank and it passed all of these tests, then by all means, you do not have to switch banks. Please don't feel like I'm making you feel like you need to go to one of these four banks. They're not paying me. This is not an ad for them. So I have no incentive to convince you to switch to one of these banks at all. Of the four banks, two I personally use, two I don't, but they do pass the test. And I've had a lot of clients use them and like the banks as well. The first bank is Ally Bank. They pass the test for all of these things. And I think they call their sub accounts buckets, which I really like. The second bank is Marcus by Goldman Sachs. I really like them mostly because their interest rate is really high. It's five and a quarter. Now, again, if you are getting almost five or five percent, is it worth to switch here to get that last quarter percent? Probably not, mostly because interest rates fluctuate, so there's no guarantee that by the time you're even listening to this episode, that Marcus by Goldman Sachs will still be the highest interest rate. They might be, but might not also be. Now, I don't use those banks, but again, they do pass the test for everything that I outlined in this episode. The two banks I use, the first is Capital One. I have been using Capital One for forever. I'm pretty sure I had them when I was in college. Their interest rate, at least at the time that I'm recording this, is only 4.3%, which isn't great. But again, I'm so entrenched with them, it's not worth it to me to chase the best interest rate. However, I do have another bank that I use called Basque Bank. Now, I don't do the sub accounts with them. However, I do believe they can do that. Their interest rate, I believe, is five and a quarter, which is why I did move some more of my longer term savings that I'm not really using right now over there just so I could get that extra percentage on my interest rate. But those are the two banks that I use. I'm sure there are other great banks, but if you were to go with any one of these banks, I don't think that you could go wrong. All right, that is today's episode. Next week, I'm going to talk about whether or not you should focus more on a 401k or a Roth for retirement. Basically, should you take the tax savings now and put money into 401k or pay taxes now and get tax-free retirement later with your Roth? I'm going to talk all about that in next week's episode. And if you listened to Tuesday's episode, what to do with all that cash, then this might have been a question that came up for you because I said, You can do this first or you can do that first, depending on a few things. And I'm going to go into those few things in next week's episode. So make sure you tune in to that. And then if you want to submit a question for me to answer on the podcast, go to veronicagrant.com forward slash ask V. And if you want me to support you in your money, whether it's with optimizing and getting ready for tax season or investing or getting a budget together for you or do the whole shebang and we do a whole money overhaul, then go to veronicagrant.com forward slash work with me to learn more and book. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you learned something new. If you've got a question you want to submit for a future Friday episode, go to veronicagrant.com forward slash ask V. Make sure you subscribe to the show so you never miss a new episode. On Tuesdays, I deep dive into a money topic, and on Fridays, I answer your questions. I appreciate your support so much, and the best ways you can do that is to subscribe, leave a rating, or review, and share an episode with a friend. Thank you.